This is an Area Code podcast. You're listening to The Table of Malcontents, where Aaron Armstrong and Dave Schrader talk about the books they love and a few they really don't to help you be a better reader. Hey everybody, welcome to today's episode of Table of Malcontents. I'm Aaron and with me as always is Dave. Dave, how's it going, man? You keep saying as always. I'm still here, all right? I haven't, the Barnabas were scarlet. I'm I'm still here, okay? (laughs) I'm sticking with you in the the thick and thin here, all right? Uh, Well, that's why it's as always. Okay, And you are here, you are dependable, you are here, you are my, you are my hero in this podcasting Thing that we're doing i don't really do anything though i mean oh you, i don't do know about the, that you do all the real work so no 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 uh, no. you do a lot of heavy lifting mm-hmm. like when i'm all burnt out and you lead conversations with uh <laughs> with, with our guests <laughs> yeah listeners you can you can feel our mental state um when we're <laughs> when one of us is talking more than the other <laughs> so Absolutely. it's true it's gone both ways oh when uh you and uh, Deb were going back and forth on the uh, uh, graphic novels. There was just a point where I didn't have anything more to say. I, there's nothing against <laughs> any of the uh, format. What do we call it? A medium? I see. I'm medium. Never get it right. medium. It's a medium. You, format's you. Okay. acceptable. Format, former, or medium. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just, I kind of exhausted anything I had to contribute to that yeah. particular episode. And you guys were rolling. And I thought, okay, I'm just going to sit here and yeah. smile. Yeah, and, and uh, that's okay. Yeah, and you know when we were taught when we were talking to Pete Peterson, I was fried, and mm-hmm. um, so you did all the heavy lifting. Um, mm-hmm. And with you know Lynn Enger before that, um, it was a little mm-hmm. bit of both. Like we yeah. got both of us in there, but that's you right. still did a lot of the heavy lifting because you're a better interviewer than I am. So, oh, I don't know about that. I just um, yes, yeah, so. Vast majority listeners, you know, and this would be a good lead into our talk, right, Aaron? Uh, Mm -hmm. So everyone knows, like, when we have someone that we interview, we try and do our research, we try and uh, prepare a question, so we, so we, as a way to serve them, send some some of these questions in advance. But often, like, even on the Pete Peterson and Lynn Anger, like, we went into areas that were just fun that none of us, you know, outlined, and Mm -hmm. that is exactly what we love doing is see where the conversation takes us. But um, but I think overall, we know like we have to answer why are we bringing this particular person on the show and mm-hmm. what are we trying to accomplish? Uh, so there you go. So yes, we have to be a little more organized on those days, right? Yes, most <laughs> definitely. Most Whereas definitely. now, how organized are we today? Um, well, we had about three minutes of show prep beforehand and right. two of those were talking about other things instead mm-hmm. of the, instead of show prep. So, yes. um, but you know, that is an important thing because one of the big questions that, um, you know, sometimes, sometimes I think listeners can wonder, especially listeners who are coming in and, and aren't familiar with, uh, quite as familiar with our increasingly, inaccessible show with with multiple in jokes and uh and trash talk and whatnot is Mm -hmm. what is this thing what is this podcast what is this what are we trying to do 
who what is our identity basically so we're doing a little game of identity politics today so so, uh, so basically this episode is Derek Zoolander looking into the uh, the mirror or the water you know the clear yes yeah, he, he's looking in a puddle a and puddle. yeah says who, who am I um, and that's what we are asking today okay who are we who okay. are we um, as long as we are not derelict <laughs> oh man uh, you know going back, i know we talked about zoolander before but man that is a glorious movie i i really have i've not seen the second one but the second um, one it was it was okay just okay. I, I only watched it once <clears throat> okay so that tells you I, but I, i've watched zoolander one many many times oh yeah absolutely and uh, i feel like when you get a sequel like that especially when there's so much later and i would say anchorman 2 fits in that as well as um uh the new coming to america 2 which i've not seen yet but i would think those are the types of movies that they had so much fun making but maybe to the detriment of the viewer. You know what I mean? I, I feel like it's just so hard to top a first one. Mm-hmm. But hey, I, I can still be, you know, I can still enjoy those things. I've, you know, it's a, uh, so here we go. I I, um, I don't know why we got into movies at this point, but Derek Zoolander, who am I? So <laughs> I don't who know. Are, who, who, who are we then? So I guess for listeners, that is our question to like, who, who do you think Table of Malcontents is? Right. And what do you like about things we've done? What are some things you wish we would ditch? Fair mm-hmm. enough, right? And what are maybe some areas we can refine to better serve our listener, right? Am I, am I getting this right? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I mean, there's certainly a piece of it that we have to answer for ourselves because only we can answer it. Because we can only be who we are. And... You know, and if we are not being ourselves, it also comes through. <laughs> that is very true. And take, for example, the uh, the banter, the tangents, very long tangents sometimes. <laughs> um, that is part of what we enjoy, believe it or not. Yes, <laughs> and, absolutely. Um, we understand that sometimes it can be a little hard for the listener to follow along with the, where we're going, but it usually has some level of intention, be, even though it is a tangent. Um, what else would I would say about it? I, I, when we started doing this, Aaron, and I would say, you know, when it was reading writers before this, and then we mm-hmm. pivoted to what this is today, um, I think we've tried to explore what it means to be a better reader, to read more widely. Mm-hmm. And I think, well, for me, from this kind of book club perspective, I would say, absolutely. I, 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 I read things today. There's no way I would have without you all. And I say you, I put Barnabas in there, Scarlet, mm-hmm. guests of ours, um, even listeners, you know, who you guys have sent in some great suggestions on the Twitter and the gram. <laughs> and uh, um, and those go on the list, and sometimes they get read, sometimes they don't. But uh, I think it's still valuable um, to challenge us to uh, to kind of go deeper with these things. So yeah. there you go. Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, that's kind of wouldn't you say that's kind of been our circle we've gone in? Yeah, yeah. I think so. I think so. I mean, I mean, the biggest, the, the the most key thing that we are always trying to do is we are trying to make sure that that whoever is listening 
gets at least exposed to one book that maybe they haven't heard of before or mm. that they haven't considered, even if they've heard of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and specifically, and here, and here's where I think it's really important for us is um, to, to really be thinking through some things is um, I think what is important for us is, is that we don't, don't lose one of those core things that actually is distinctive mm-hmm. to who we are, even if it doesn't affect, mm-hmm. um, even if it doesn't affect necessarily who we bring on as a guest, um, mm-hmm. actually, you know, or, and, you know, certainly we don't feel the need to be preachy about it or anything like that. But the fact that mm-hmm. it's like, we are, we are Christians. We are not afraid of yeah. being Christians. We, yeah. and, you know, and primarily a lot of our audience is mm-hmm. Christians. And that's mm-hmm. a good thing because the whole deal of this has been, we actually want to help people like us be better readers than they currently are. Mm-hmm. Because so many and I mean, certainly I, I have felt this way and it was what actually initially started me uh, down the path of doing the original version of the show with reading writers. Um, but now um, Table of Malcontents, um, what what initially got me started doing that was um, I had a period of time where I was uh, I was limiting my intake of what I was reading basically to things that were written for Christians and by Christians in a nonfiction space. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of that was, was just the fact that it was like, there was this semi-spoken expectation that you wouldn't read anything other than that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and that's not okay. Oh, absolutely. I, um, and I think it's fascinating too, because we also have challenged each other to go back to things we may have overlooked or dismissed because maybe being in a different part of life and Mm -hmm. realize, okay, um, it's time to revisit. And I think, especially I would say also, yeah, you, uh, guests have been incredibly challenging, just things. I just thought like, okay, I need to go back and spend some time with that. And it's worthwhile um, and not dismiss it. So yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm there with you. Yeah. So, so yes. Yeah, so if anyone was wondering, yes, we are indeed Christians. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are. And that um, is a good thing. Uh, well, you, right. Um, this is just kind of a preview to a potential future episode, but Aaron Witt Styles and I were texting this morning about, um, Cormac McCarthy's books. And we'd love to have a special episode just to look at his books. And um, you can read someone like a Cormac McCarthy and say there's no hope in what he writes in, uh, with the exception of maybe a couple stories. And I think The Road is one that a lot of Christians kind of hold on to because of the father-son dynamic. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, but the reality is when you look at books like those, some that really don't offer a lot of hope or specific answers, we, we brought up No Country for Old Men as a good example. You know, it's pure violence and the um, one of the, I should say, one of the protagonists, I guess you'd say, you know, the sheriff, you know, who's on the hunt for, <laughs> for them, he kind of just realizes there's no way any of this violence can stop. And 
you could look at that in one context of saying, okay, well then therefore the world is just a pure mess and it's just the way it is. And okay, I'm going to go about do what I want. A Christian worldview perspective as we would look at it, Aaron, right? Is Mm -hmm. um, yes, you know, there's here on earth, (laughs) there's, there's not a lot of hope when you look at it from that perspective, but it also is just a reflection of sin and it's um, in its nature of it cannot be answered by human minds it can only be answered by christ and that's what makes our experience reading books like these i think that much better that much deeper perhaps and i think a a writer like cormac mccarthy would um he'd probably smile listening to this because there's probably someone who is uh a Buddhist reading a book like that and having unique perspective too, you know, Mm -hmm. but I think we look at it and say, okay, what does this say about human nature? What does this say about where the answer is that maybe the author isn't necessarily providing, but maybe he's providing a nod to that, that he wants us to explore on our own. That's the way we would approach a book like that as opposed to just saying, great, here's a great violent, you know, book and movie and let's just be entertained by it. And that's it. Yeah, and I mean, as much as I like being entertained by violent books and whatnot, but... um... (laughs) You're Canadian. You're not supposed to like violence. Come on. I know. What are you talking about? Canadians invented the hockey fight. That's That's the only only good part of hockey. Yeah, but don't you apologize, like, once everything's off camera? No, not for that. No? No. Okay. All right. All right. No. Um, Speaking of hockey, um, I know... (laughs) Let's let's revisit uh, Bear Town for a second. Yes. See, this is the tangent that we all have hoped for, and I know we'll get back to the key question. Mm-hmm. So I am, of course, I've read Bear Town by Frederick Bachman. You've read as well. We all love the book. Um, um, mm-hmm. The you know HBO has a series you know on it. it's five episodes. I'm through the first three. The, the other two have not been uh, posted yet. Yeah. And. Um, uh, but it's tremendous. A great execution on film as well as the book. Um, it's hard to do something like that, but it, it's really good. Mm-hmm. Flip side, I'm also finally reading uh, A Man Called Ove. Uve. Nice. Uve. All right, confession. I don't I don't love it as much as everyone else does. Am I am I a terrible person? Am well, I, I'm a terrible yes, person. Yes, absolutely. But okay. no, yeah. it's fine. It's fine. I, I, I'm a, I am amused by it. I just don't love it as much as I think everyone else. I think I'm kind of like, okay, he's interesting. He's like a cross between Clint Eastwood in uh, what's it, what's it called? Not El Camino. What's the um, what's the what's the the film he's in? Where uh, Unforgiven? Uh, no, it's <laughs> it's the whole get off my lawn meme of uh, mm. ah shoot. I'll come up with it in a second. It's like a, he's like a cross between Clint Eastwood. I mean, he's a Swedish version, of course. Uh, yes. But Clint Eastwood and maybe like Steve Martin and Father of the Bride. Nice. Um, that's a good. I, that's a good description. Because he's also he's lovable at the same time. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I really do. I do. I am. I do enjoy him. I just. I guess I haven't fallen in love with it the same way. Now I'm only yeah. like halfway through so right. it's maybe not the best judgment so I'll, I'll, I'll report back in how about that yeah, i'm not that, gonna that sounds good now okay. i think a lot of people they like if you are if you are coming in and the initial book it, the initial book you read of his of 
of Bachman's is, or Bagman's. Um, I think it's Bachman. Anyway. Sure. Um, if the initial book that you are reading is, is one of his, or is that is bear town. Um, the, the tone is so radically different and the storytelling style is so different mm-hmm. between the two that it, that it can be a little bit jarring. So if you're going from, mm-hmm. if you're going from bear town first back to that one, yeah, yes. it's going to be, it's going yeah. to feel off yes. that way. Um, so yeah. I can understand, so I can understand that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I did read um, man, uh, a man called Uva first, and and I think that was that was to my benefit uh, mm. to read that one first because mm. that gave me a, a sense of his of his general flavor of storytelling of his of the way he uses language and and things like that even through a translator um, you know all this kind of stuff and um, it set me up for Bear Town I think a little bit better. Because yeah. I knew what I was kind of getting into to some yeah. degree where, yeah. Um, yeah, where because mm-hmm. it's, you know, kind of diary form more than it is anything else. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So. Hmm. Well, it's, it's a very good point. You're right. Very different styles of books. I um, uh, There's a lot of drama in mm-hmm. Baratown, um, mm-hmm. and it's more of a traditional narrative storytelling uh you know versus man called it goes back and forth between yeah. him growing up and and so on so you learn more about why he is the way he is yeah so i i, I can appreciate that yeah I, yeah i i'm not sure what i i'm not sure what i i really didn't read that much beyond i knew a lot of people liked it and it was well received critically mm-hmm. so i i just finally was like you know i'm gonna read it i I don't even know what inspired me to do it. I always oh, probably because I just started Bear Town, I, the the show again. Yeah. So that's yeah, probably why. But um, all right, I'll report back in. I, I'll may, maybe I'll be turned. We'll see. Um, <laughs> I don't know. What, what what else would you recommend from Bachman to read after that? I haven't read his. I clearly have not read his new one either. No, anxious people. I mean, anxious people is tremendous. It is really really good. Mm-hmm. Um. It, it, it is in, it's in the top five for his books for sure. Um, I'm just going to turn around real quick. My grandmother asked me to tell you she's sorry is outstanding. Send her her regards and apologies. Is that what it is? (laughs) Is sorry. Is that your version of it? Is that what you mean? No, it's, it's. My grandmother asked me asked me to tell you she's sorry. Oh, I'm looking at a cover, and it says my grandmother sends her regards and apologies. And apologies. I'm not sure why they're calling it that, but uh, I don't know either. This is confusing me now. Yeah. So this is a this one is just fascinating because oh it, you're right. okay yeah all right okay all right. It involves, okay. it's, you know, it introduces you to some other characters that show up in, hmm. um, in other books. Um, so for example, this one, um, uh, this one, this, but this one is about a seven-year-old girl and, hmm. uh, her and her love of her and her deep relationship with her 77 year old kind of crazy grandmother and, um, who was really her only and best friend. Because Elsa's an, an unusual young lady, but 
they so it, it's this blend of imagination and and you know magic and and fairy tales that you're left wondering how much of this is real and how much of this is is processed is real events being processed through the mind of a seven-year-old and but it's really really good it all involves um it all and and she's given this she's given this seven-year-old girl's given a mission by her grandma to Mm. find these letters and give them to people and um you know and and it's 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 terrific. It hmm. it also introduces you to um, a character named Britt Marie, and uh, Britt Marie, yeah, um, shows up. It has has a, a novel of her own, and she's a super uptight. Um, she's basically the stereotype um, nosy neighbor head of the HOA. Except in, you know, Sweden. <laughs> Except in Sweden. Yeah. Except in Sweden. And yeah. so, yeah. And so she, um, so she, but she is, she's, she, she is in many ways the cranky female version of Uva. Okay. And that came after Uva? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. So this one, this one came well after it is and but i mean it is it is funny and it's it's just interesting and it's also and it's it's really sad in many ways mm. as well because it's this this woman who is kind of picking up her picking up her life again mm. after she walks out on her adulterous husband mm. Mm. I, I can imagine yeah wow yep. so mm. so it picks up ba- which I mean, this isn't uh, this isn't a mega spoiler or anything like that, mm. but you know, it is a little bit of a spoiler for yeah. um, for the previous book we talked about because the walkout part happens in that one. Oh, so what is it about the? I'm trying to. I, I really, I probably know two Swedish authors, Fredrik Bachman and Stieg Larsson. Right, those are the mm-hmm. ones who have broken out in the United States. I'm sure there's other tremendous ones. Um, but you know, translating is expensive. All those things are licensing. Uh, but uh, what is it about Sweden? I mean, they write about some hard <laughs> topics. It's a harsh land, and that's why I think it's interesting of us just you know recently having on Len Anger as well. There's something I've loved about these Minnesota writers are writing about some hard scenarios in a harsh land, and uh, there's mm-hmm. something very similar. And I know a lot of. Nordic people, you know, have settled in that part of the United States. But what el- what else is it about the culture that lends to this type of writing? Do you have any idea? No, I don't. I mean, aside from the weather, that would be the uh, yeah. <laughs> that'd be the only thing I can think of. You know, but... you're right. I finally watched that movie Insomnia. Did you ever see that ever? Uh, uh, the Al Pacino. I did. Um, yeah, that you was... Know, it was Christopher Nolan who did that. Um, yep. He didn't write it, uh, but you know he directed it. This is before he was given free reign over anything <laughs> and everything. Yeah. Uh, but he still it was a really good movie, and mm-hmm. it, it it's always that it was that turn in Robin Williams' career when he got really creepy in his movies. <laughs> he did one hour photo, and then that within a few years of each other. Yeah, he did a bunch of dark movies for mm-hmm. a little while, and that was okay. Mm-hmm. But it yeah. was also not yeah. Robin Williams. 
I know, I know. I like give me Dead Poets Society, Robin Williams, and uh, uh, Good Will Hunting, right? I mean, That's I just enjoy, a, I just enjoy zany Robin Williams, but you like you like Patch Adams and uh, did, no, because uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. Mrs. Doubtfire. I have a soft that. spot for Mrs. Doubtfire, but oh, you know, fair. I don't think that movie could get made today, but you know. It's been a long time. You know, the kids have asked to watch it. And I, I just haven't, we just, you know, we kind of want to watch it again to make sure because I haven't seen it in years, probably 30 years since it came out. But uh, mm -hmm. nevertheless, I was going back to insomnia because of just, you know, when you talk to Lynn Anger about uh, uh, place being a character mm -hmm. and you're right, there is something about a land like that, especially in winter time, which a lot of those are set in, which makes it that much more fascinating. Um, and, and, and even though insomnia, that takes place during the summer because it's light all the time. That's right, yeah. it's the opposite scenario. Yep. Um, but it's still, there's just always something that messes with your head when it comes to cultures like that. So, yeah. oh well. We haven't even gotten a Canadian uh, world again. So come on, I know. We're fine. We're fine. Are we you? get we get sun and we get darkness. We get both. Yeah. It's just okay. some sometimes it's they're short nights. Um, yeah. But that's only when you're really up north. So Sure. Oh you yeah. Gotta be, yeah. You gotta be pretty far up yeah. north to have that issue. Oh yeah. yeah. I, I do remember even though it's and it's farther north than where you lived in in Canada, it's probably more, uh, I mean, when I lived in Scotland, I just remember the winters there and it was just, mm -hmm. <laughs> didn't have a lot of light and the sun was low, you know? Yep. So you'd always felt like it was early, you know, evening mm -hmm. or something like that. Oh yeah. Um, like, it does mess with your head after a while. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I still remember winters growing up where, um, you know, it would be pitch black before five o'clock. And that would be even after daylight savings time, you know, switched yeah. over and stuff like that. Um, you know that, but I also remember summers where the sun didn't go down until after 10. Um, that was when I lived in Edmonton, oh, uh, in that area. Yeah. So that's a lot farther North than I was, um, than I was before or in London, Ontario. So, mm, sure. but, uh, but yeah, so it's, mm. it's fascinating. Mm. So, but back to the question at hand. Mm -hmm. What are we, Dave? I don't know. I'm not sure what we are. <laughs> I don't know what we are. What aren't we? What aren't we? Well, what we aren't, uh, yeah, maybe we should start with that, go with what we are not. Yeah. Um, well, there are, we are not the only podcast to interview authors. All right. No. So, and I think we are a little bit unique that we're trying to explore lots of different genres. There are some who just look at theology books. There are some who only look at fiction. Uh, there are some who only look at political books. There mm -hmm. are some only, you know what I mean, who are just very genre driven. Whereas we are saying, no, we actually, reading widely is our thing. Mm -hmm. And which means that you're going to find some people, some listeners who are like, ah, they're going to jump on like one episode. They have no context. And they may say, I don't like Minnesota writing. <laughs> I'm sorry, Lynn uh, and Leif and Kent Kruger and so on we've had before. Uh, and they may not like have a good enough grasp of the wide, you know, reading that we've done. Then we go to a Russ Ramsey interview we've done where we go into, I would say, kind of an emotional level of reading and writing, which Russ is so talented at. Um, and then 
we're looking more at the craft of publishing when it comes to Pete Peterson, you know, and just the things you have to consider there. So those are, I mean, that it's funny, the last three weeks we've had are actually a really good representation of uh, the wide nature of, of what we're doing. I like that. Yeah. Um, I think it makes for some interesting interviews. So I recognize also that, hey, um, do they want to be spending 30 to 60 minutes listening to something when they could be reading or could we give them the cliffs notes of this? I mean, sure, we can just provide, you can, put, you can provide a blog post with book recommendations, but I think we're trying to explore things in a deeper level, a conversational mm -hmm. level, which I hope is interesting. And I hope, I really hope listeners, you guys are having similar conversations with friends and family of yours about mm -hmm. these. And I think if, if, if we have um, helped you um, be an advocate for reading widely in your community, then, then we're successful. And that may be big numbers and maybe really small numbers. What we're able to do, mm -hmm. I think it's just more a matter of doing, there's a selfish part of me, I would say, <laughs> Aaron, I'm going to put you in this unless you <laughs> want to throw in there. Well, that is just, I just, yeah, I would, I've always wanted to get to know the lay fingers and the Kent Krugers and have another reason to bring on friends like Russ Ramsey and Pete Peterson on like to me, like, I think it's just fun. I just love reading in general. So there's a part of me that also is thinking like, yes, I got to make this interesting for the listener, but also like, I'm personally fascinated by it. And I, mm -hmm. but I've recognized maybe not everyone is. So that's okay. Sometimes yeah. we sacrifice a little bit of an episode that may not connect with everyone, but then again, um, that's okay if not everything lands. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like a joke, right? They don't always land. Well, I mean, speak for yourself. Well, I can only speak for myself on that because I'm just not that funny. But um. <laughs> I know. Um, clearly, uh, you know, with having Barnabas on, Scarlet on, guests on, like each each show seems to have a little bit of a different vibe. There's a level of consistency I think you and I are bringing, but at the end of the day, it, um, it really does change depends on who's on and kind of what our personalities, what type of our personalities will come out to be able to make the episode what it is. So that's certainly true. I know. That's certainly true. So if you're, if you're feeling like tonally, this show is all over the place. Well, that's just cause we're people. So, um, so I think we're getting closer to an answer to this question in our, in our little game of identity politics. Are we supposed to, should we even say, should, okay, are we going to get well, in trouble for that? Uh, no, I'm not going there. Um, <laughs> but what, here, by the way, another way the show could have been formatted, which is very structured. Mm -hmm. It would be, have, it'd be a three part one where every author or conversation we had has as that three act structure, which is introduce the idea, debate it in the middle. And, and then the third part is resolution and recommendations, like every single episode. And there are some podcasts, trust me. I mean, I've, I work with both Aaron and I work with a lot of podcasting professionals mm -hmm. who would recommend doing things like that. And what we're saying is uh, we certainly want to aim for things like that, but at the end of the day, it just doesn't always work out that way because as Aaron, you just said, they're, they're, we have human beings on and we go in some different directions that are fascinating. We are, we are more or less in a coffee shop having a fascinating discussion with a lot of people who know a lot about books. 
and or really want to get to know them better one or the other i i i think there's some things i would say i'm more of a um i don't know if expert's the word but definitely more knowledgeable than the average person but i also don't pretend to be an expert in all of these so i'm yeah. i always like to approach it just this level of curiosity so when you have a matt redmond on or a karen swallow prior i mean clearly we can talk about counseling analyzing good writing we can talk about um uh english writing and what to look for in terms of how it can challenge us to be better readers and to me that's fun so it's it's as if we're kind of we are the facilitators of this but we are all students and um that 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 is a really fun experience so i've never felt like oh this is a waste of time like we we really need to stop doing this aaron um i don't think i've ever felt that you know there's days as you mentioned that one of us is just doesn't have it in them uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> because of just how they're doing that day or or it's someone that i'm i've initiated bringing it on or you've initiated bringing it on and we just i you may have more of a connection i may have more connection that's okay that's totally fine that's gonna happen but mm -hmm. uh but i i but i've never been like no this is all of it is fascinating and challenging to me and i, I hope for the listener it, it it can be doesn't mean it will land every time as you said that's right that's right. Well, speaking of landing things, Dave, I think it's time to land this plane. Okay. So let's do our best Nicolas Cage impression and uh, and uh, <laughs> whisper into our microphones about how um, we're very seriously taking this thing. That's right. But let's not shout into yeah. our microphones because we don't want to blast our, our listeners' ear, ears off. Yeah. Out, so. Well, two other big updates among my favorite actors. One, Nicolas Cage uh, is, has gotten married or is getting married for the fifth time. That's one, two, three, four, five times. And this time is and, extra uncomfortable because of the significant uh, age difference between those two. It's like this well, this would be his child. Yeah, that kind of <laughs> happens in Hollywood. You know, you kind of get close to 60 and you're like, let's let's marry a 25-year-old. You know, oh, that, that's kind of wow. what, yeah, that's, that's what he does. Yeah. So hopefully the fifth time's the charm for Nick Cage. <laughs> um, also, Aaron, as you shared with this morning, uh, a certain other favorite actor of ours is, or at least mine, <laughs> is maybe running for governor of Texas. So our Texas That's friends right. Are ours. All That's right, right, all right, all right. Your, your favorite author, favorite mm -hmm. memoirist, favorite mm -hmm, yeah. actor, favorite hero, favorite yes. man. Yes, favorite Math. favorite caricature of himself. That's what I, I favorite like caricature of a man. Yes, Matthew man. McConaughey, <laughs> possibly running for governor of Texas. Makes I mean, me want to move to Texas if I could vote. <laughs> I mean, just to see what would happen, everybody. I mean, <laughs> let's run through the actors who become. I mean, so you got Ronald Reagan, you got Jesse Ventura. You've got um, who else fits in that kind Al of Franken. Al Franken. Um, who else went from entertainment to that? Well, The Rock keeps. He teasing. does. Yeah. He keeps teasing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, it wouldn't surprise me, but man, that guy's busy. He does so many action films. It's hard to. He'd have to slow down. He'd have to slow down pulling a Schwarzenegger again. Um, so yeah, him him doing that would. I mean, it would make sense. Uh, it absolutely would. Um, I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, Texas likes a celebrity too. So you never know what, what, what is he? I mean, is he a Democrat? I, I would presume just, I don't know, no? man. Huh. I don't know. He might no. be, he might start his own party. 
I think he should start his own party. Mm-hmm. Be the all right party. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. All right. <laughs> we'll leave on that one. All well, right. I've already, sh- I've already shared what I'm reading. I'm still in the middle of uh, Uwe. So um, I am actually will go on to uh, uh, Colson Whitehead's Underground Railroad, which I also have not read yet. Nice. Um, I read his zombie one, which is funny, which was horrible. Horrible. Uh-huh. <laughs> I thought it was horrible. I can't remember what it's called. It was so bad. Um, but well, it was also, a zombie a- book, so that'll... It was a zombie. Yeah. yeah. Well, it just kind of came in the slew of like all mm-hmm. of those for World War Z's and so on. There were just better ones out there. That's, that's, I think that's part of it. Right. But, uh, but I mean, the man has two Pulitzers. So I, I will yeah. give him the benefit yeah. of the doubt. I mean, you um, only have one. So, no, I saw him, in, <laughs> I saw him interviewed on 60 Minutes a few weeks ago. Man, fascinating guy. And he also just, what I appreciate of him is he seems to stick to the art and I think he's willing to do a few books that don't land for nailing something that does. And clearly, you know, his unique perspective on race is going to be a driving, you know, uh, type of book for him. And, uh, he's really good at it. So I'm, uh, I'm excited to read that one. There you go. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, Hashtag free Meghan Markle. You know, that's, uh, <laughs> sorry. The memes about Meghan Markle <laughs> leaving and the, the queen's reaction are pretty, uh, pretty terrible. Um, pretty funny, but pretty terrible all at the same time. So mm-hmm. I'll leave on that one too. There you go. Ah, uh, cele- celebrity and monarchy. Come on. Don't you Canadians celebrate these things? Doesn't this bother you? Haven't they settled in Canada? Come on. Well, I don't. I don't. I mean, you know, tech, remember, technically anything I say is treason. So um. that is true. That's true. <laughs> that is true. Oh, man. But not really. Um, no. Well, so for me, so getting back to books and reading for a second here. So I'm I'm still kind of just plugging away on. Mm. Um, on Gentle and Lowly, I am going to jump into a couple other things as well, uh, largely because um, because that one is, is really more of a slow burn and I want to give it the attention it deserves. Um, so one of the books that I, I have uh, teed up actually in my Audible account is A Swim in a Pond in the Rain which uh, by George Saunders, which is one that Pete Peterson talked about yeah that's right that's right and remind me is saunders the one who also did lincoln and the bardo um i don't remember i can't remember or that may have been uh yes yes he is is. okay yeah lincoln and the bardo and 10th of december okay got it yeah so both of those books so this is this is his this is his book that is basically um teaching is really teaching literature through the lens of of russian literature <laughs> so i like it okay yeah, so it's I gonna like be interesting it. um all right well dave it's been a pleasure as always it's been good been all good right. i know Listen, all right man. yeah so what do we what do we have so listeners if you have other things you would like us to explore um or reformat on the podcast 
we will listen to those selectively. We will hear those. We will hear <laughs> those recommendations. Yes. Yes. We will hear you out. That's yes. it. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, and in the meantime, you guys also know what to do. Um, if you haven't given us one already, we would love a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to the show. We will talk to you later. Bye. This is an area code podcast.